Episode 12, everybody, if you can, say hello to my brother, Ice Rocks DXA, producer extraordinaire. He's joining us on Chopping It Up with the Conduit today. You can go ahead and say peace to everybody, Ice. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here, you know? Peace to everybody joining in. Um, I apologize if I don't hit the wave button, but I do see y'all coming in, man. Ice, man. So, yeah. Straight out of Queens, NYC, right? Yes, sir. I mean, I grew up in Manhattan in the lower, like Lower East Side, East Village area. But uh, I've been in Queens for like 16 years now or something. So, yeah. Plus, I mean, Queens hip hop has always been a huge influence in my life. So, um, I feel like it's only right that that's what moved and stayed for a long time. Um, honestly, in my opinion, some of the best hip hop in like in the legacy, you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. As far as like artists and different kinds of artists coming from the same place, um, yes, a lot of a lot of amazing music that that it sounds. Um, I mean, other places also, but yeah. Galaxy always had the had a had a had a wide range of. Yeah, that's definitely definitely a different feel with Queens. Um, I, I, Queens is definitely one of my favorite boroughs as far as MCs come out. But I know I also have a a, a good uh, affiliation with Long Island as well. So, it 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 it, it just seems like the two have a. I was, like they what does they say something in the water? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> true. Or, talking to. Well, I wanted to. What was that? I was talking to Dallas Penn a while ago, and he was like. He said the same thing. He said something about the, in, you know, in the water. He's like, think about it. Like, in such a small place, so many amazing artists. Not even just Queens. Like, you go to other boroughs, like, and you and you listen to the vast range of sound styles and and you know, male, female, whatever. Like, the, yes. it spans the whole the whole range. And then definitely right. So there's tons of jazz musicians from. In Albans and different sound, and you know it's it's a big legacy. Okay, that, yeah, you you're definitely right. And I noticed with you know your music and your production, I, I I noticed that it has that that galaxy of Queens feel, like the airy horns. You know what I'm saying? The hard drums, the hard kicks. You know what I'm saying? The snare, so on and so forth. So um, I just wanted to build on that. You know what I'm saying? Of course, you see right here. Appreciate it. <laughs> Appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? You take it back nostalgic with the cassettes and the vinyl, you know what I'm saying? I definitely had the support. Bring you I have one I have one of the, the vinyl for you. I got you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you. All right, well I mean let's 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 get it in. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, the Galaxy of Queens you said for about sixteen years and in your production, um, I have a feeling I know maybe Large Professor and Rizza are a heavy influence in your production. There's there's a lot, but I was, I think 36 years changed my life as far as like the way I listened to and the style. It was just so different. And and then like Wu-Tang, other thing. So the Rizza, definitely huge influence. Professor, um lord finesse you yes. know child who i'm homies with now you know just like a lot of those guys that you know search for certain certain sounds and 
and uh, you know, um, even even of those snares that made you blink, you those records without blinking when those snares hit. Yeah, sharp. And there's like a, there's a lot of different people that influenced uh, Prince Paul was a huge influence in me. He's a highly slept on uh, underrated, underrated heavily. Like you want if you like you know do the knowledge on it you listen to him and he's doing production production like a la soul stuff and grave diggers like in the same yeah. year with yes and people are like don't realize that and then you go back and you listen you know Statsasonic and all these guys and he was a influence you know a part of and you listen to uh i mean one of my favorite albums is prince among thieves mm. The way he tells the story and it, it like has so many different artists. Yes, it's cohesive and yeah, that's like incredible album. So yeah, man, Prince Paul is definitely a mastermind. Oh, 100 percent. Yes, I think I think with, with with Prince Paul, he slept on just as I think his uh, large professor has slept on as well. Like, yeah, like. I, I look at large as you know a genius as well and people forget you know he helped bring you know one of the top five mcs along you know what i'm saying but yet when people talk producers you know he he really doesn't get you know the recognition that he should oh yeah no 100 he's he's uh he's a good dude too you know what i mean like yeah brought him through the studio years ago and i met him and he's like every time i see him he shows love says what up you know you know he's a humble guy you know what i mean he's a humble guy made some incredible with you know a lot of and broke uh, artists you know what I mean? yeah you're definitely right about that man well, i wanted to get into dxa okay dome piece d face triple c and yourself now okay. a lot of people a lot of people on here don't know yeah you spit bars too i uh, yeah a lot more i I don't know. For me, for me, it started you know, like we, me and the homies would get together. We drink a forty, smoke something, get you know, and you know, like that that cipher was kind of what got me started. And I would always be going to fat, going to these record stores and picking up twelve inch singles, and, you know, that had instrumentals so we could style and whatever. And I started them, and they were encouraging me to do it. But then I kind of was like. I started beats and you know I started getting better at that and I felt like they were already rapping before me. So, you know what? If I'm better at this, I might as well, right? Yeah. So still do it here and there, like not so much as much anymore because I've really focused on the production. But it's fun. I always like doing it. You know what I mean? Like, but I never really as serious. Um, but yeah, I mean you can if you if you look out there. Some, some verses of mine out in, out in the wild. Yeah, I had to let the people know, you know, because of course I introduced you as, you know, producer extraordinaire, you know what I mean? And I had to let them know that you do have some bars out here. You know, you, you're very multifaceted. You're versatile with it. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. It's, uh, you know, it's, I feel like it was always something that I had to kind of dabble in, you know what I mean? Even just for the love of it, you know, but... I, even like listening to old hip hop when I was like first getting into it, I always listened to the beat first. Yeah. Well, oh, oh no, nah, like 
all about the rhymes. It's all about the, you know, the rhymes or the bars or whatever. But for me, it was always about that what caught me. So if you had a dope beat, okay, I'll take a listen. Good, I mean, for me, to say that, I'm not going to say that they, they were a bad, good, good um, point to bring up for that is group. Right. They peppers, but that album is fire. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's considered classic. Right, exactly. So, like, to me, it was always about the beats. Um, always. So that's the producer side in you then. Yeah. That's that's where it's you know that's why that's the reason why I figured okay if I was always listening for 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 samples and for things and trying to find what people use like I guess I had the ear for that right um, and then it, I went to audio engineers for like a little while I never really finished because really my thing but um, we had an assignment where they were like okay pick this song and I'm gonna come back and listen like you know an hour and a half or whatever right. So, Thing, the teacher comes back and he's like, "Oh, you're done quick." I was like, "Yeah, you know, take a listen." So I listened to. It, he's like, "This is really good." He goes, "But where are the vocals?" Realized that they were still muted on the, uh, mm. the board because I wasn't even paying attention to it. Right. Music sounds good now. I got it mixed, you know. But I completely forgot about the 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 vocals. I was like, "Oh wow!" Like I think about that. He's like, "Oh, you got some more work to do." And then I'm like, "Okay, now I got to focus on this and you know tail." Uh, train my ear a little bit to, to pay attention to that too well, what are some of your machines that you like working with what was your first one that you know that you fell in love with where you started you know making your beats the first machine i i started work using was thousand x uh, mp so um my homie had, like you know he was the first person how to use it and like make beats and my man brian and he's like Yo, you can hold on to it. I'm not, I really, I, it was fun, but I'm not really into it like how you are, you know? Yeah. So we, I had it for a bunch of, was making some beats, uh, doing it. And then he was like, yo, someone offered me money for it. So I'm good. He's like, do you want it? And for what they offered, offered him more money than I was going to pay for it. So he was like, yo, take, get, you know, sell it, whatever. And then I found an NPC 1000. And I just bought that, and um, I actually happen to like the 2000 better because the jog wheel is different, and I right. like the way it did. So I started using that, and that's what I, I kind of took off with. And then, then I was like, okay, I want a, a, a crunchier sound. I want something that's, you know, a little bit more like the people I was listening to, rocks or whatever. So I yeah. bought an S. Um, in 2006 mm. for like dollars. And which those things now are going for like five grand or something. Yeah, I got one. I got yeah. one sitting for nine hundred. I'm not. I, I, a lot of classic albums were made on that machine. God, the list goes on and on and on. It, it just has this sound. You know what I mean? Like you can't replicate it. You, I mean they've, and it's and there's stuff that's close that makes it not the same. It's not. It's just you can't. You can't really capture that. Mm. But. It's a great machine. It, it's, you know, it's a little to work on, on uh, as far as, because you have to, you know, it's, it's a 10-second sample time. Right. So 2.5 seconds. So you got to, like, you know, record, like, a little snippet, chop, chop it down, erase it, chop it down, erase it. You had to, like, build it up. And if you wanted to, 
you had to like there was another way you save the you save the drums that you chopped up onto a disc mm. and erase everything sample the music in be able to do a little bit more and then you had to upload the drums again to try to save some time you would record the record at 45 and slow it down on the machine things you could do to get that little extra uh, timing or whatever and that was uh that's kind of what helped me be, like listen differently you know what i mean yeah. I had to in pieces and then i'm like okay well i gotta recreate rearrange this so some beats like even if i loop stuff up i would have to take the pieces and then re-put it together and then you know what i mean and then i got a, an s950 which is a, a rack sample that went with the sp really well um using those to uh, you know i like midi one to the other and that's kind of how i built my 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 style my sound and just listening to a lot of old into you know all right that's what's up so now i want to like i want to talk about the era that i got hit to your music like okay. of course i got hit roughly around 2011 2012 okay. you know through ag uh-huh a lot of people don't you know that are joining in i want them to know that you are part of that underground legacy that was coming through the ranks that a lot of people are listening to now from, you know, Action Bronson to, you know, Mayhem Laurent, you know, Rock, Rock Marciano, you know, of course, with Muggs, what he's doing now with a lot of these young MCs, so on and so forth. It just seems like, like, the, like it just seems like Queens and Long Island just has this affinity for each other within the music. And it seems like they mess so well. So, you know, I wanted to get that that part in. So, with all you know, with that being said, how did you end up linking with you know Mayhem Loren? How did the two of you link? Okay, so basically, we, me and my homie Defense from DXA, yeah. had a radio show at Baruch College because he went to Baruch College, and basically it was called the Dirty Hour. You know, so it became the Dirty Hour. So mm -hmm. we basically play. We play all just throwback hip hop stuff that we loved, and then we started incorporating newer stuff, liking. Um, and for a, I think for two and a half years, or maybe even three years, same song twice. And every we had to clean all the music, right? So we had to sit there and reverse curses on, you know, a show every single week for like for three years. So we started archiving music, and then basically we met Solus from Timeless Truth, who went to school there also. Okay. Yo, you gotta get my man. So he's nasty. I'm telling you, you guys will will get along. You guys will like his stuff. He is he is like you know starting to come up in the world. And I was like, all right, yo, I'm I'm down. Like let's we're down. Let's do it. So D Face arranged it, and we had him come by, and it was I think it was really him and Thurston together. Right, make it for some reason. So mayhem came came dolo. We had a great, we had a good time. We were hanging out, and then at the end we were like, "Yo, can you do a little, you know, a little freestyle or drop or whatever for the show?" He's like, "Of course." So he gets in the booth and I pull up a beat and he does a verse for it. And he comes out the booth like, "Yo, what is that? What beat is that?" Mm. He's like, "Word." He's like, "I need it," and I was like. Well, we're kind of using it for DXA, but got other other shit come through. So he's like, "Where's your studio?" I said, 
He's like, all right, I'm coming. He's like, I'm Queens all day. So he came to the studio, and I played him one beat, and it was Got the Fever. That wow. Was that was the first beat I, I had played him, like, in the studio. And uh, it became Got the Fever. And then, you know, a little bit down the road, we did Raw Cashmere. Yes, Raw Cashmere. The uh, one of the songs, I think it was, I think it was one of the songs, one of the beats that was on Raw Cashmere was the beat that I originally played him in the in, at Brew College because we ended up not using it, so it ended up going on Raw Cashmere. So, Got the fever. Yeah, no, no, the other beat here that I told me couldn't have. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I think it was like Spice Channel, like one of those songs. I think it was that song. But um, but that's, you know, that's kind of how we built it. And then we did more cashmere, so on and so forth. And now we're working on some more stuff. So we're getting back. Yeah, yeah no, I know. I, I, I've been talking with Mayhem lately. And um, he was actually going to be a guest this past August because I know he has some work coming along with, you know, our brother Derringer. Yes. But he was just like... Uh, Yo, I want to fall back. I want to make sure I do it at the right time. So, of course, Mayhem will be in here um, in September. He's not going to be on an actual, like, Sunday. I'm just giving Mayhem whatever date he wants. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and then we, you know, we, we're going to get it in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wanted to talk to you about your, uh, your, you know, your relationship or former relationship with Chopped Heron. Okay. Yeah, so basically we were... You know, DXA was releasing uh, records on like our own and through another label called, um, which ended up folding. They kind of like disappeared. Um, and then basically Mayhem and I, you know, Mayhem had, had released, I think the Welcome to the Great Outdoors, one other project through Chopped Heron. Yeah. So yeah. we had to go with them to do the vinyl run. And at the time, you know, they had they they gave us terms and and like the the record sold pretty well and but kind of had a cult following to it at the time. Yeah. Um, and you know, we wait we waited a long time to release it digitally, which which you know at first it was the idea, but it ended up happening in that way. Um, I don't know. I, I was we were going. I was going through a phase where. I was like against the digital streaming. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so we kind of held off for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, now it's all on streaming. You can check it out on all the sites and whatever. But Job Tearing was a good a good relationship. And we got, you know, we got some good projects through them. And we had a good, you know, we I talked to I talked to the guy who runs the, the, the website about a month ago. You know, mm -hmm. just hit me up on, on we you know, we chopped it up. But yeah, we're, we're it's still it's still all of. Now I know you got some. Uh, I think the newest one I, I checked out was Nomads. Me for me personally. Okay. But, uh, yeah, with XP. Yep. You know what I'm saying, how did that? How did two, How did the both of you come together? Um. So XP and I, we were so DXA was on tour in yeah. in Amsterdam. We were on, we were we were doing a sh we were doing a show in Amsterdam. A show in um, in here in Herland in in uh, the Netherlands, and we did a show in Germany. And uh, when we did the Amsterdam date, there was three acts on the bill. It was us, the group, the Shoguns, whose like album release it was, and right. right. And 
we I was I, I had a I had like a hundred and one degree fever and I'm standing oh. standing outside the venue and XP walks up to me, he's like, Yo, what's going on, man? Like I, I mess with your music, I like your stuff, like I'm performing tonight. He's like, I'm from California. I was like, Oh, dope, dope, dope. And he opened up the show and I, I was like, Okay, this bit. Yeah. And we just kind of formed a relationship there. And then when I was going, to, we were going out to Cali to do a run, and we had no show in LA. We had a show in San Diego, Oakland, but there was no show in LA. And within like three days, XP had a flyer, us on the show, had everything squared away, and he was like, "We're ready to rock." So I was like, "Okay, my man's like about his business." I was like, "Yeah," <laughs> you know. Some people are like, "Oh, I get the show. They never send you the flyer." Blah 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 blah. blah. But he was. He was about it, so you know we just kind of became close, and over the years built an album, you know. Yeah, definitely. I wanted to get into uh, your thoughts on vinyl because I know how you know you're very passionate about that, mm -hmm. and you know I noticed with you know live from the bunker, you know bunker beats two, of course, you know raw cashmere, um, more cashmere, um, nomads. You know you're definitely on the vinyl tip. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people, you know, for me, I still like to collect these. You nice. know what I mean? Like, this is a part of, you know, the adolescence of my childhood of growing up in hip hop where it was cool to actually open up, you know, the cassette and you, you, you get your tape. You know what I'm yep. saying? You still get your inside liner notes and, and yep. things of that nature. And you actually have to sit through the project. You don't go through the fast forward and the rewinding where yep. it is now it's, oh, as soon as you maybe hear the first 30 seconds, you skip, 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 skip. You yep. know what I'm saying? So I noticed, you know, when it comes with your music, you're always packaging, you know, in that manner, whether it's cassettes or vinyl. Like, um, what does vinyl mean to you as a producer and, and you know, also as an artist? Um, I mean, to me, it's just Kind of like there's something about holding the record in your hands. There's something about looking through the booklet, looking through the who produced what, who engineered the song, like just like different things of that nature. Um, I don't know. There's always been like a nostalgia factor with that. And also with me, like, you know, becoming a producer and like searching for samples and people have used it you know, kind of navigating that. Like I always looked at, I always looked at who played the horns on this, who played the guitar, who played the bass, like, and then finding their music, kind of mm. navigating that world. So to me, it was like, it kind of just, that's the way we all, there was always a want to put my music on vinyl, you know? And then the cassette thing, like the cassette thing, I just love cassettes too, because they were, like hard to break, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, eventually they pop, you know, you listen to them enough, things happen. Yeah. But you could like tape them back together and like, you know what I mean? Like if you were, if you were nice with it, yeah. you know, it could just, you know, and then I just, and then listening to, to um, radio shows and just pressing record and recording music and making your own mixtapes. And that's kind of where it all kind of came from. And I don't know. To me, there's something amazing about the physical aspect and like collecting things. Yes. You know, I collect sneakers. I collect wallabies. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of a hoarder, so you know, it, that kind of goes hand in hand. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what's up, man. Dang, you know, I, I, I wanted, yeah, I definitely wanted to get you on today. That's why I reached out, you know, a couple months back. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, I, you know, yes, we work, you know, uh, amongst, you know, we, with each other, with our peers, and, you know, we always see each other in, you know, mm -hmm. venues, whether it's down here or in, you know, New York, you know what I'm saying, at certain venues. But, you know, we never really get to actually sit down and, and actually right. chop it up and talk, you know what I'm saying? Every time we get in there, definitely photo Rob got to make sure he gets a flick <laughs> of us, you know what I'm saying? So, yep, yep. you know, that's usually always on the aspect of that. I think the last time we were able to, like, really chop it up is when we came down to do that that like uh that like tree event yeah 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 the pop-up yeah and me and you were like able to sit down for a little while and talk but that was like a few years ago now like now that yeah. i think about it yeah like, you're right yeah. and uh and then every time we're at a show it's like we're moving around you're, you're taking care of the event making sure it gets done and then you know it just we, we're not able to build as much so it's nice to be like be on here and, and do Exactly. Yeah. Yo, our brother Bond said, "What's up? Peace, peace, Bonds." Bonds. Yeah, you already know the family. That's my guy. Yeah, definitely, man. I, I, I just definitely wanted to get it in because, you know, I always admired you know your music and your production from afar. You know, Mayhem is always definitely be you know one of my favorite MCs. Just you know, so far as his delivery and you know his personality, you know, all together. You feel what I'm saying? Percent. So it, it it was only right to make sure that, you know, I get the person who helps craft the music to one of the MCs that I, you know, I call one of my favorites, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's got, he's just one of those people that, uh, like, he's funny, real, he's got that, like, you know what I mean? He's just, he, he, he embodies what he's, his music, you know what I mean? He's not like, you know, you meet him, you meet him and he's very personable and he's very, very. Like, a nice guy. Very. But he's, you know, he's also got his other side, and you know, he's he's not he, but he's he's about what he talks about. You know what I mean? It's not yeah, just like made up fairy tales. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, truly, exactly. No, a hundred percent. When we go out, like it's funny because everybody says to me says about me like when we go out, you always bump into people you know. Yeah. For mayhem, it's like he bumps into people that have he has never no idea who who they are. But they all know who he is. Yeah, they you definitely. Know what I mean? So like, we go anywhere, and they're like, "Hey, what's good? You know, can I get a picture?" Like, so then I become like a photographer for for fans and stuff, you know. <laughs> but it's cool. It's 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 fun. It's all it's all love, man, and that's the best thing about it, man. Exactly. Well, um, I want to know if you got any, you know, future works, you know, any more instrumentals that you might be in the process of doing since we've been in this quarantine. Um, yes, I have, I have a lot coming. Um, I have a solo album that's like pretty much done. Um, that's going to be, you know, it's right now it's eight, eight tracks with featuring a bunch of different artists. Um, okay. you know, the, the usual suspects, and, suspects of course. you know, for the most part, I have other people, but, um, but it, it it ranges. It's not like it's a uh, it's a few people that I don't think you've heard me work with before. But it makes complete sense that I'm working with them. Right. Um, and then some people that you know 
been meaning to do stuff for a long time and it hasn't come about. Or then other people that like my man Matt on there on a couple songs, uh, Rome Streets, Benny. Okay, okay. It, yeah. it, the, the list is there. Yeah, uh, you in the right cipher. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. It's 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 dope, and I'm excited to get that going. And uh, I like just came up with a name. I'm not gonna go say it yet, okay. but I got I'm getting the artwork done, and uh, should be coming out in the next, hopefully the next two months or so. All right. Well, I, I know with the way this country's going right now, I don't know when shit's been to open back up or right now, but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll definitely be on the standby looking forward, you know, because, you know, you're always dropping some heat. Uh, why don't you tell the people how they can, you know, get in touch with you or if there's some aspiring artists that might want to, you know, rap along your beats. Go ahead and tell them how to get in touch with you, bro. Uh, on all social, it's just at IceRocks, D-X-A, I-C-E-R-O-C-K-S-D-X-A. Um, same thing with my email at gmail.com. Um, but uh, yeah, pretty much that's pretty much it. And uh, I mean, I got, like I said, I got that album coming. Me and Manhattan have another have an album coming with. Well, we just dropped like an EP yeah. called Chronicles, and then we're we're working on his album, which is um, I think I did half of it about. Okay. And then I kind of linked him with some other people too, and he reached out and got some beats from other people. Um, and then I got an album with Screw Tape coming um from from the philly like south jersey philly area okay all right um and then me and mayhem are working on some more stuff uh what else uh, i got some other things. i don't you know work, you working bro there's about eight projects that are, like in the process of being made you work and that's peace yeah that's yeah peace, i don't want to divulge too much too early you know because sometimes things don't come don't pan out you know what i mean yeah but all the thing, all the things that I mentioned are like pretty much done and gonna come in the near future. All right, that's what it is, man. Well, you already know you got my support, of course. What's that? No, you got some stuff you're working on. I want to know it too. Uh, well, I mean, honestly, right now is 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 really just this 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 podcast right now. Um, I've been thankful that I have a great executive producer in Mika Sunga. If I pronounce her last name correct, I apologize if I didn't, but uh, Mika has been very instrumental in what I've been doing as of late um, with this IG Live and this Chopping It Up uh, podcast. As you can see, I'm 12 episodes in. Yes, yes. And with that being said, man, thank you, Ice Rocks, for joining me, man. You have a great Sunday. Y'all be safe. Stay masked up. Practice social distancing. Check on your senior citizens. Check on your loved ones. Be Crush linen beige, rocket Cartier shades, wood grain, leather interior, I'm acting my age. Everything is still popping, fuck back in the days. The right mind's a pipeline, it's like I'm trapped in my ways, trapped in my ways. But I'm not looking for escape routes, I'm trying to bust my guns outside next to the lake house. Versace robes and hot bitches, some we got riches. Affiliate with street niggas, known to pop snitches. The plot thickens when the drop sickens.